Welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to uplevel your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so excited for this episode. I had the pleasure of interviewing Danielle DeRusso and she was actually my first coach. She is actually the reason why I am here today and I am so pumped up that you guys get to know her a little bit. So Danny is a leadership coach, a voice specialist, writer, podcast host, and mentor for the elite entrepreneurs online. She helps women become fully expressed in their life and business by unleashing their voice and and igniting their passion. She has helped countless women around the world find their passion and turn it into their full-time income online. Woohoo! Danny believes that connection, presence, and play are the cornerstones to a successful business. Her mission is to empower women to step into their true potential as a leader while they become fully fulfilled in their life and business. That is just powerful alone, you guys. I am so excited to dive into this. I had so much fun connecting with Danielle and really just learning about this new voice adventure that she completely stepped into. And her passion just thrives out of her voice. So I cannot wait to just jump in and share this with you guys. Here we go. Awesome. Yay. Well, I am so excited to have Danny as my guest today. She is freaking amazing. And honestly, she's the reason I'm here. <laughs> she is the reason I am here today, starting this journey um, and everything too. But I want everybody to get to know you because you are so amazing. And you have made some major shifts, I feel like, in your business, even just recently. So Danny, can you just like Tell us like, who is Danny? And then can you tell us about your journey and how you got here? Oh dear God. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's a lot, but I will. Um, so who is Danny? So I am a voice specialist and a leadership coach and I absolutely freaking love helping like women entrepreneurs, but all entrepreneurs really unleash their voice and create really potent work in this world. Because I think it's more than just having this this huge following or having this huge, whatever, it's really creating a massive shift in people's lives and how to communicate that to other people in a really strong, potent way that really shifts people into action to take action and actually change something as opposed to just sharing inspirational quotes all day. It's actually changing someone's perspective and helping someone really go through that shift in their own lives 
while sharing your message and being impactful on the grand scale. And so that's like what I really, really believe in. So my thing right now, the huge shift that I've really found in my business is that at a core, we are all artists. And that's what it makes me so ooh, ooh, happy. <laughs> I love it. And um, so what got me here? Let's like rewind a bit. So when I first started my business, I was working a gajillion jobs. Three <laughs> jobs? <laughs> like a gajillion jobs. So I was like babysitting and I, w- I had an internship for 47 hours a week um, that was paid, yay, but $6 an hour and all of it went to tuition because it was through the university. Mm. And it was at the Children's Theater Company, and then which was absolutely amazing. But then I was also teaching special effects makeup. And then I was also teaching theater in schools. And I was also teaching performance skills. And I was also teaching all the things. <laughs> so many, <laughs> many things. I was doing and everything, I, basically. I was doing everything. Uh, <laughs> what I loved because... I learned at a really, really young age. Just I went into theater and performance when I was about eight years old. And it's mm-hmm. something that I used to not talk about a lot because when I first came into the online space, it was like, uh, you don't want to talk about that. Like that was the idea mm-hmm. about it was like, uh, no, unless it's like about marketing or this or this or this, like you don't talk about that. Like that was, that's your past. And you've mm-hmm. now evolved past that. For like, <laughs> but like for me, it's such a crucial part of who I, who I am because at a really young age, I was like, I want to be an actor and that's what I want to do. And I want to be whatever I want to be in the world at whatever time I want to be it. And if I want to be fucking Peter Pan, I'm going to be Peter Pan. And if I want to like change the world, I'm going to do it. And everyone's like, okay, sure. Little girl. And I was the first one to like go up to my dad and be like, dad, I need an agent. I'm going to be on Disney channel and I'm famous. And he was like, all right, you're eight years old. So no, like, you're not getting that. <laughs> and I just remember like coming off the stage at like this magic show in Vegas. I got pulled up on stage. I was super young, like around like that eight years old. That is so fun. So cool with like, um, something Lambert. I don't know. He's, I don't know, some super famous magician who I didn't care about at the time because I was on stage, okay? So I didn't care about who this guy was. I was like, holy snap. And to this day, I love audience participation. But I was like, yes, pick me. He pulls me and my brother up on stage. Everyone's clapping. I think they're clapping for me. So I'm bowing. Naturally. And I'm having a great time. So we leave and I tell my mom, I'm like, mom, you're going to have to buy me sunglasses. And she's like, what? I'm like, I need sunglasses like this is just really overwhelming because people were coming up to me and saying you did so good and I'd be like oh my god mom like I can't handle these fans oh my right god. now nobody like oh. I'm not even kidding to this day like it's so funny because my mom just makes fun of me but at a young age I was like everyone's gonna know my name like that was it it was like no matter what everyone's gonna know my name which is yes. so and hilarious but it's like true I just like knew that there was a reason and so I told my mom, you know what, We're, you're signing me up. Not mom, please. I said, mom, you're signing me up for drama camp and that's how it's going to be. <laughs> and then I was the type of kid in drama camp who, when I taught drama camp, this like really came back at me, but who would walk up to the teachers and be like, you know, um, in this child, like kid like way, but I was pretty much like, you know, I don't really feel like my talent is being shown here. Could you just add a few more lines? <laughs> like for me. And I'm like, it's so funny because I now babysit, like not anymore, like once in a while, because like I'm in love with their child, right? Person and she's five. 
And like, we just get along real great. Um, but because she's the same way that I was when I was little. And I was like, you're so cool. Yeah. We're going to take over the world together, right? <laughs> and so it's so funny because he, um, the father of this kid who I, who I used to babysit a lot, he was my drama teacher when I was like, oh, or like my funny. instructor at camp. Crazy. Yeah, such a small world. Yeah, and so he hated me because yeah. <laughs> I was like that kid who was like, it's Shakespeare, but like, I need to be more center focused. Like, can you just like change things around? And he's like, it's Shakespeare. I'm like, yeah, but you got a little bit of a leeway there. Like, you should just change everything, right? Who cares if it's a classic? I need to be there and I need to be a front center. And it was so funny. And so that went on through my whole life of, always needing to be the best in what mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. So even in high school, even anything, like I was the first one to be like, we're starting a drama club in junior high. I was the first one to be like, you know what? If um, I wasn't cast in the main stage play in high school, I would make my own. And I would take the directing classes and I wrote my own plays and I would put my plays up to festivals. And this one festival, like, yeah, yeah. I was just like, like I know it was crazy. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> like, what happened? Like, I would, I really wanted this like 1950s style because I'm like obsessed with glam, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, I want really wanted this 1950s style play, and there really wasn't one. So I said, I'm gonna write one. <laughs> so I wrote one, and it was a 10 minute play, and I was like, well, it has to be 15 minutes, Mrs. Basin, because it's me. And so she let me do it, and it got accepted. This drama festival and got performed at the university and I made all the costumes myself. I did not know how to sew. I went to the costume department. And I was like, we've got to make these reversible skirts guys. And they're like, what? I'm like, I don't know how to sew. Yoga, you're going to have to do it. But this is my idea. This is my vision. So, you know, like, like begged and bribed my friends to help me like build these costumes. And when other kids were like in math class, I was skipping math class to build props and yeah. I did whatever I could to build it myself. Right. If it wasn't handed to me and that's a huge model in my life now is it wasn't handed to me. Like I built it myself. Mm. I didn't wait for anyone else. I was like, okay, cool. So you don't want me in this play? Cool. I'm just going to go write my own and like submit it by myself and like do my own thing and cast my own people. And it was something that really took me through because even in university was the same thing. Like I was, if I didn't have an, at least an A plus, okay. If I at least didn't have an A minus, I'd be crying in my drama mm. classes, but everything else, it was like C's get degrees. So, like, I feel really care. I'm like, <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's so funny. Right? He's good to right? I mean, so technically they do. Yeah, like, they really do. <laughs> you know? So, everything else was like, eh, whatever, as long as I pass. But my for my classes, I was always going hard. I was always the one that, like, worked the hardest in the room. And then when I came into my internship, it was the same thing. I was the hardest worker in the room. And that's what I wanted to be. And so, I took on way too much way, way too much. I was doing so many jobs. It was insane. I was broke as a fucking joke. I had like debt up to my eyeballs. And I literally remember sitting in the audition room and I was sitting on the, on the other side. So they let us sit in on the auditions. And I was like, Oh my God, like totally fangirling. Cause all these like amazing actors here locally were like coming to audition. I was like, Oh my God, they're going to see my face. I, I don't know how to handle this. And so we're sitting behind the thing and I saw these actors one by one come in Yeah, and you're sitting there and you're like, I want you so badly to succeed. I can't wait to see your magic. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking, and I know because I totally from auditioning for like the majority of my life, it's like you go up there and you throw your heart on the 
stage mm-hmm. right? like, or in this weird lit room, wherever you're auditioning, <laughs> and you throw your heart there, and you give them your resume that you worked five hours on, and you give them the $200 headshot that you paid for, or if you're like me, you just take ones with your friend's good camera right. and just... <laughs> You know, just try to try so hard to be the cheapest person because you're working like 18 jobs, so can't pay your bills. Right. So it was like whatever you could do to like really like look amazing and then spend like weeks and weeks and weeks prepping this two minute monologue. You go out there and you're like, please give me this job or else I won't be able to eat for the next six months. Hmm. Like, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then we're on the other side of the table and we're like, we just want you to have fun. <laughs> like, you know, like succeed, like do your best, like whatever. Yes. But it's so crazy that there's such a huge disconnect. And it's like, you feel for those people, you can feel the energy the minute that they walk in that they're like, I need this. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment where I was sitting there and I was like, holy fuck. I just realized that I committed to being a broke artist for my entire life. That's bullshit. And even when I was 11 years old, I got told that at drama camp. Someone told me, you will always, always, always have to be a server if you want to be an actor. And you will always have to like work 18 jobs to make your dreams come true. So I took that story that I was given and I was like, I don't believe you, but I still took it as fact because this adult is telling me this who yeah. is successful. I, and totally right? Who now, this is funny because it was like my counselor person, like camp counselor, drama camp. When I was a camp counselor, drama camp, I like, I was still in university. Like I wasn't like this big, like, like, like all power, all knowing successful actor. Like, and when I was 11, I saw them as that. I was like, Oh yeah, they're just mm-hmm. like, they have all their shit together. And then I learned really quickly that no one has their shit together. And <laughs> why would I suffer? through trying so hard to make my dreams come true, doing it in a way that I can't eat food. Like, or that I'm like walking in into this audition room being like, dear God, please hire me or else I'm going to starve for six months. And if you get the job, be like, thanks guys, got the job, happy for five seconds, but now you have a contract for two months. So now you have to go to your next audition to try to make sure that you fill your schedule with all these things and do all these other things in between. And I never wanted it to be like that. I was like, you know what? Even as a young age, I was like, I can do whatever I want. I can be whatever mm-hmm. I want. And this is bullshit. Like, why are people suffering so strongly just to be happy? And I remember I went to go see, um, I can't even remember. Oh, Much To Do About Nothing. One of my friends was in Much To Do About Nothing. And she's a freaking phenomenal actor. And we were walking out and she's like, you know what? I'm actually finally having fun. Mm, like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because she's got these jobs and she's killing it and she's doing this thing, but she's finally having fun because there's no pressure. And I'm like, what if that was life all the time? Right. All the time. And so it's this morph that kind of went from when I first came into like this scene, there was like all this pressure of what you should talk about and what you shouldn't mm-hmm. talk about and that you like can't be once again successful. If you talk about this stuff and if you talk about this stuff and it really was like a pivotal moment, this last shift so like the first shift is like thinking back to all that stuff that's where I am at a core is like self-expression 101 (laughs) yeah well everything just led clues to this point absolutely and it's insane and being told that I can't say things or can't talk about certain things or can't speak my truth is like really like in all these different facets of life and when I started to take my one business like full time well it's the same business but it's morphed so much um I was terrified because I'm like 
I'm like 98% happy. And that 2% is getting bigger and bigger and bigger mm. because I loved one-on-one -on -one work and I loved working with the people, but it was the pressures of the funnels and the pressures of you have to do this to get this goal. And I'm like, I don't really like rules. So I don't really want to follow them. <laughs> I think that's right? such a entrepreneur slash artist mentality that we yeah. just don't like people telling us what to do. And yeah, like, don't give me a paintbrush. I'll use my hand. Like, why was why is that well, necessary? Do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's fill these water balloons up with paint and just throw them at things and see what it looks like after. Like, and that's what I realized too is that I I was like so much of what I did, and you probably remember this was like results based. And it always made me want to vomit because I'm like, I just want to see you blossom. <laughs> like, I don't care what the end goal, like your end goal is your end goal. Let's get you there. Right. But what I care about is the process of it. And so the last shift was um, when my coach Taylor <laughs> had me at her event and with these super high level women that I was like so scared mm. to like be an authority figure in that room because I'm like, oh, I'm not that far along. Oh, they're making more than me. Oh, like all these stupid stories in my head. Oh, they're like making so much more than me. I, there's no way that they're, they can look up to me in any way, shape or form, like all these comparison things. And then she asked me to do a voice warm up. Mm, I love and that. I, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you didn't even seem scared. And I was like, you don't understand. I was shitting my pants the entire time. Like just terrified, sweating profusely because I was like, don't fuck this up, did you? <laughs> right? Like that. Is it was so, so funny. funny. Isn't that crazy? And so when I do this thing and it was listening to everyone after being like, like, what are we doing? Like the whole time being like, what is this? This is really weird. I don't like this. And then at the end, like, like everyone had so many shifts and stuff like that. And then I started doing like, like, it's so funny because um, Taylor knows, like, I like read people's voices. It's just something mm -hmm. that I do. And yeah. I never thought it was significance because I was like, oh, doesn't everyone have that gift? Like someone, it's like, it's a donut. <laughs> a guy came in and he was talking and I was like, I bet you guys $20. He's from here. And we were like all making bets. And then, then he was like from that place. And I'm like, yeah, I can hear it in his voice. And it's, and yes, I have the training of like how your vocal folds work. And yes, mm -hmm. I have the training of like how breath work does. And yes, I have like the tra training for like scientific background, but there's also part of me that's always been very intuitive when I teach mm -hmm. where I don't have a certain schedule. Like I would literally go into rooms and be like, I feel like you need a lot of gut work, not knowing about chakras, well, knowing about chakras, but not knowing how that had anything to do with what I was teaching, right. not knowing that I actually had a gift. And so Taylor made me go around and read all these voices. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, listening to people and I'd be like, Oh really? Yeah. They'd be like, you know what? I'm really scared to like be this like, like person and have this title. And I'm like, I feel like it's actually a lot more about like, is there something happening with like your mother? And she'd be like, yeah, Whoa. actually. Yeah. Boom. And I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's cool. Like, and we'd like play like a game. And then I started doing it for fun. I remember calling my friend Courtney and I was literally like, what are you doing right now? And she's like, I'm sitting on the couch and I was like, fantastic. You want to go live on my Facebook group? <laughs> I do a voice reading. She's like, all right, give me two minutes. And like, it was so funny because she just, she had no idea what to expect. It was the same thing where she was like, oh, you know, I'm really scared to like charge my rates and all this stuff. And that, that video is in the Facebook group. I don't everyone wants to look at it, but yeah, um, just 
search, I think it's hashtag voice readings or okay. voice readings and all these come up. Perfect. But um, if people are like, what is that? They can find more information there. And um, what she started to tell me is about like, she's scared to charge these new rates, like all these things. Mm. And I was like, well, did you change your title lately? Is that what mm. it is? Like, really? I was like, the energy is deeper than that. It's not just what it feels like here. Like it's deeper than that. It's in your solar plexus. I can feel it. And she's like, whoa. And then a few weeks later, she's like, Hey, I signed a 12 K client like contract. And I'm like, yeah, you did. Like, hell yeah. And it was just, it's so cool to learn your gifts. And it's like, we always have this feeling of not trusting ourselves. Yeah. Like all you have to do is literally listen to that thing in you. Cause remember when we were even at the retreat in Sedona, like Dr. Katie Henry, name dropping. <laughs> like, actually, these people are amazing. Go follow them. But yes. <laughs> Dr. Katie Henry was even like, there's something with your voice. And I was like, ah, like, cool. Like, yeah. So, a part of who I am and a part of my entire career life decision was leading me up to here to help people build their own path when it's not given to them, when it's not yes. obvious, when it's not here is this thing that I'm going to give you on a silver platter. It's like, okay, cool. You have so much potential. And that's what I see so much in in entrepreneur realm is that these, like everyone has so much potential and I can feel it and I can see it and I can hear it. Mm -hmm. And they're so focused with not fucking it up. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you can't mess it up. People will convince you you can mess up your life. People will tell you that you can mess up your finances. People can tell you that you can mess up what you do with certain things, but it's your life. You are playing a giant game of the Sims. I know you've heard me say this before. (laughs) You're playing a giant game of the Sims. No one else is like player number one. You're player number one. People can tell you how to play the game, but you cannot fuck it up because it's your game to play. It's not theirs. 100%. And I think people don't realize that at all. And I think what is really cool is in you making this shift um, from being more strategy, strategy, you know, based, you have results based to really Mm -hmm. stepping into probably what was your deeper calling, right? Like the thing that you were actually meant to do, but maybe were denying that of yourself or fearful or didn't really know that that really was what it was. So where, where do you think was your like enough was enough moment of getting sick of doing what didn't necessarily feel good and then fully stepping into, I know this is 100% what I'm doing now and I'm just doing it. Like, what was that Mm -hmm. shift like for you? Oh my gosh, this is going to sound terrible, but avoiding people's messages. (laughs) Like that's, that's number one. I always say (laughs) if you're avoiding your client's messages, like that's definitely number one. And that was me like January, February. Like I was like, I don't want to talk about this. Like what? Cause it's so funny because I would get asked like very, I'm not a surface level person. I get very surface level questions. Like I'm trying to think of like a good one. Like, cause there's like informational questions, but then there's like surface level ones. Like, do you like the color of this? Okay. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. Why are you asking me if I like the color of something? Like, there's something deeper to that. It's not just like, cause if you really wanted me to know, like, do I like the color of something? You maybe give me some options and be like, which one do you like better? Or something like that. Right. Do you think that the color purple is my color? And I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, number one, what is this for? Number two, like, why is it, why does this matter? Like, what's the deeper message? What does the color purple mean to you? Like, mm-hmm. like well, tell me about your soul's purpose. <laughs> like, that's what I care about. I don't care about necessary fonts. Like, that's all fun right. stuff. That's all yeah, fun totally. Stuff. That's play. Go play. I love it. 
go build a house. But when you're getting like 18 messages a day, but from like four people about the same stuff, it's like, and you start getting irritated about it. Right. That's how, you know, that's not your calling. Cause people could come up to me on the street and be like, tell me about how the voice like has everything to do with how you carry emotion in your body. Now you'd be like, well, pull up a chair, ma'am. Yeah. And it's always been something that I've been so passionate about, like human behavior and how like, it's so funny because all the things that we learned in theater, like I didn't care necessarily about performance. Like once again, the result, I loved the like rehearsals when we got to like play with how chakras can like, um, embody, like you embody chakras and your physicality and how that defines you as a person and like how that character, what chakra that character fall into. Like I learned about chakras in like second year university when we did movement, right. I did movement and voice every single Friday. And I loved those classes more than I loved sh- memorizing shit. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm so done with telling other people's stories. Like I kind of want to tell my own and help other people tell theirs. Right. And that's really, it was just, yeah. If you're avoiding people's boxer messages or you're avoiding your emails, that's a really good sign because I would be like, Oh, it's cause I'm traveling. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, that's why, even though I have Wi-Fi in this airport, I can't check anything. Um, because I'm traveling. Like, <laughs> that's how you know, that's how you know. And so there was like a phase out process. I would say May was the phase out process for me mm. of really shifting. So it took me a few months because it's scary as fuck. Like when you right. actually, when you actually, like you can pussyfoot around what you want to do. And I did for so long. Like, you know, I love creating courses. You know, right. I love helping people creating courses. That's amazing. You know what I didn't tell anyone? When I'm helping people create courses, I'm listening to your voice and I'm taking your energy and I'm putting them into the words and I'm teaching you pretty much how to use words to express yourself. Mm-hmm. but God forbid I talk about that. Let's just talk about sales and this and this. like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's easier to step around your power than to step directly into it. Sometimes. Mm, that's so big because yeah, when you step into your power, you don't know what's going to happen because you don't have everyone else's journeys to compare yourself to anymore because yes. you found yours and that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. You're like, ooh, um, I saw you take this hike up that mountain. I saw you take this hike. And there's a map that you guys have now drawn for me. But now I want to take this trail and no one's taken it before. So I'm just going to go take the easy route and follow someone else's map. And right. I did that for a really long time. And I'm done doing that. And it's scary, but it's so rewarding and so juicy and so exciting and so fun. And like when I did my retreat, doing voice work in the mountains, like, ah, it was yeah. so good. And teaching women how to be this huge presence and take up space when you're beside a fucking mountain. So that mountain's there and that mountain's huge. And that mountain is taking up so much physical space, but how can you create energetic space that fills like fills the rest of the space, even though you're next to this massive mountain, how can you be great? Even though you're next to something that's even greater than you are. Right. And like, that's the work. So what kind of advice do you have for people who have been kind of like teeter-tottering around, like jumping into what they think is their calling, but they're, but the fear is still holding them back. Cause I feel like that's kind of what you were talking about. It's like, you're like, well, I thought about it for a while, but like, who wants to hear about that? Or why should I talk about that? Or that's not what I'm supposed to talk about. Like we always hear all these little, um, thoughts either, either they're in our heads or they're from other people telling us those thoughts what advice do you have for those people who are really teeter-tottering on a decision that could change their life? 
Oh, so good. So good. Like for me, and it can be little stories. Like for me, it was like, that's a drama kid thing. Like that was for me because for years and years and years, people are like, that's weird. But people are fascinated <laughs> by it because it's different, right? Yeah. And like for years, it's like the weird drama kid. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I've like came into this amazing space and I'm going to be the weird drama kid again. Like I was like, God damn it, right? And now I embrace it. I fucking posted pictures in a giant Facebook group with my clan nose on. And I was like, this is so fun. And like, I don't really care anymore. It's so good. But when you're at that space where you just don't know, just create, but don't create things like don't create offers out of scarcity or fear or anything like that. Just Mm -hmm. create and ask yourself, what am I creating? So for me, it was like, I found myself watching like stand-up comedy all the time. I was like, I'm so sick of watching coach videos and I want to watch stand-up comedy. And I was like, why why are you doing this, Danielle? Like follow your inspiration, your bliss and like your excitement and what like actually you, you find yourself wanting to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like stand-up comedy. Why do I love that? Why do I find myself watching hours and hours of YouTube? Ch- Chelsea Handler is like my um, <laughs> guilty pleasure right now. And so I was like, why do I find that? Because she's fully expressed and she doesn't care. And mm-hmm. she's talking to people and she's learning about people and she's connecting. And I was like, I remember when I used to play an improv, I loved it. I remember when I used to play and do this, I loved it. And then you start to remember why you're plugging into certain sources because you're trying to find something. And so I would say, don't like drastically change your entire life. If you're scared shitless, because you won't have the energy to back yourself up. Totally. So when you're finding it's like, it's allow yourself to explore. So yeah, it's just like, I love talking to people. So I started like interviewing people more and I'm like, Ooh, that feels so juicy. I love that. What do I love about that? I love people's stories in the car. When we were driving to the retreat, I'm like, I'm going to ask people personal questions about their life. Cause that's my favorite thing to do. And so I was like, <laughs> What's the scariest thing that everyone's done? Like, tell me everything about your soul. I'm like, why do I love that? Because I love hearing people tell stories. Why mm-hmm. am I? And when, even like, why are you talking? This is so good. Um, especially if you're outgoing like me and you, <laughs> when you're talking, be like, why am I talking? So I love Facebook lives. I love podcasts. I love it all. And I'm like, why am I talking? Why, why do I feel inspired to do this? Because I freaking love storytelling. Mm-hmm. I can tell stories all day long. I have hilarious stories. And, <laughs> and that's the thing. And it's like, that's where I found who I was again, because I'm like, Danielle, stop being so serious. Number one. Number two, it's okay to tell stories. Like it's okay. You don't always have to have this like bullet point money, dollar sign strategy thing. It's okay to share in stories and tell stories. And now the more and more that I have that in the back of my head now, it's, I watch, um, I went to this thing. This is so random, but I promise this is worthy of talking about um, <laughs> this, <laughs> this like summit thing. Cause of like the housing complex that I live in. Yeah. They like sent me as like an emerging leader and it was like pretty badass. And we talked about the national housing strategy of Canada, which I cared nothing about. until <laughs> I went to this thing, but I just watched people like talk about things and then there was these um these aboriginal speakers who it was so cool so like I don't know if it's like this in the states but there's a lot of tension right now between like um the different type of cultures and the melting Mm -hmm. pots and like really trying to reconcile with like aboriginal people who who were here before us right right so 
they went up at every single time someone came up, they would be like, I just want to thank the people of this tribe for allowing us on their land and blah, blah, blah. And it was like really beautiful. And then one of the speakers went up and, and they were like, I just want to tell you a little bit about how our land came to be. And they told this like amazing intricate story of like this, I can't even remember. Oh, it was like these um, killer whales. They, they like swam in the ocean. I'm butchering this, but it's, it was like beautiful imagery. <laughs> they like swam in the ocean in a circle and created a whirlpool. And as, as the whirlpool, like this land rose up and like all these incredible stories. And I'm like, I just wow. had a moment of staring there. And I was like, oh my God, we educate through storytelling. Yeah. Oh my God, duh. Right? Like that's what's missing. What's missing yeah. is like people are so sick of, of seeing everything over and over again because there's no story. They're just like, here's a bunch of facts. Let me throw them up on your face. We're like, we want the story. We want what's underneath it. We want the imagery. We want to be taken on a journey. We don't mm -hmm. just want hard facts anymore. Well, I mean, you want the emotion because yeah. that's, that's what it's about anyways. It's always about how something that's going to make you feel. It's all about how, you know, what you feel in the moment. That's why we purchase things half the time too, men and women, like whether yeah. men say it or not, it's so true. It's about the emotion and then storytelling. You can actually get the emotion across, which I think is incredible. Mm -hmm. And you share a little piece of yourself and it's really beautiful. Like I love watching people like share their parts of their story because you can see the passion in their eyes. They relive the experience and they take you with like with them. Right. And that's one of the most powerful things. Like for the longest time, people are like, Oh, I love your content. Cause it's so you. And I'm like, it's because I literally take, like, I speak the way I write and like, whatever, if you want the grammar, if you want punctuation, that's awesome. You probably will. Hate <laughs> but I'm not telling you like throw everything you learned in English out the window. Right. But I'm telling you to allow yourself to explore words more because words carry so much charge and so much power. And just by hearing someone speak, I can literally gauge what type of person they are. I can gauge what, what's, the core beliefs that they carry, or I can gauge mm -hmm. their personality through the words that they use. Yeah. Like, I make up words all the time. So I use them in my content <laughs> and they're all made up and we should have a Danny dictionary. But besides that, I like really like fun words, like unshakable or like words that sound fun to say, like, that's what mm -hmm. I love. And you just got to figure out what that is for you. Like, is it like potent punchy words? Is it things that, and allow yourself to play. It's all rhythm. It's like a musical dance. It's just fun. You're an artist. Stop taking yourself so seriously. You're an artist. Go play, go put your hands in some paint and go paint on the walls. Like yes. have fun, have freaking fun. And what people don't realize is that success often just follows the fun. Like mm -hmm. when you are in that energetic state of just like, I am having so much freaking fun and I am loving life and you're at the high energy. That's exactly where you need to be to attract the life that you desire. Um, so how do you think your life is different now that you've stepped into your full power? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm a lot more open. I'm a okay. lot more open and I'm a lot more willing to communicate fully, which is everything about the voice. And that's why I do voice work. And that's why I, I, that's why voice work and leadership work is like hand in hand, because in order to stand up on stage and have the microphone in your hand, you have to know how to connect to people. And in order to connect to people, you have to let down the walls that are from you. Like your voice is literally your communication center into the world. Like that is what it is. And it, that includes writing it and, and energetically your voice. It's like how you speak into the world and 
you can't really speak as a leader unless you have that open channel because people will think it's inauthentic or people will think you're hiding or people will start to feel like you're not fully there or not connected with them. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a lot of like, how can I get more connected to the strangers I see on the street? How can I get more connected to my Facebook group? How can I get more connected to my followers on Instagram? And that's what I'm really playing with right now is connection, connection, to connection. And especially with entrepreneurship, because it feels lonely mm -hmm. when we stop being true to ourselves. It feels lonely when we stop doing the things that we really love to do and who are innately or what is innately part of who we are. Like for me, it was talking to people. I stopped talking to people. I started just getting in this bubble of like content, 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 like just push it out. <laughs> and, and what I really wanted to do was like interview my friends about stupid stuff on Facebook live and be like, yeah, this is perfect. Cause you learn things from other people, not just entrepreneurs. You can learn things from everyone. So telling like me and my friend Sam did a Facebook live on the first episode of the daily dose of the D, which is hilarious in itself. But just like that, like that, I was like, I want a talk show. Like I would love a talk show. I think I'm super funny. This would be so fun. But yeah. Instead of interviewing people like normal, I want to play games every single episode because it'd be super fun to play games. So like me and Sam were like, What's 21 questions that we've never asked each other? We've been friends for like 12 years because mm -hmm. you learn more about each other. And so yeah. I've been learning so much more about everyone in my life that. and people online and stuff. And I think there's like this sense of unknown right now. My life has changed because for the main reason of it, it's like getting more fun. It's getting more juicy. It's getting more mm -hmm. fulfilling. That's like the main thing. It's getting way more fulfilling and I'm so excited to see how it blows up. And I'm so excited. And even today, like I'm doing a workshop and I feel like excited to go, number one, which is huge. And number two, I'm like so excited to meet the people and they're messaging me being like, hey, I'm coming. And I'm like, cool, let me memorize your face because I'm really bad at names. And <laughs> like, let me just like see who's coming. And yeah, and it's like that connection now. There's community. And that's mm -hmm. what I really love. And it's not, because I don't believe competition is real. I think it's fake. I think we're all a big puzzle piece. And the only time competition comes into place is when someone finds their little slot and they fit into it and everyone else gets really insecure because they haven't found their spot yet. And they're convinced that there's like this timer on and oh dear God, like, it's like, what's that one game where it was like pop, like you had to like put all the things in the little spaces. And if you didn't do it in 30 seconds, it'll all like explode. Um, it was gooder. I know it, what you're I mean, talking about, but I can't right? remember like what it's it was, called. Like, or it's almost like operation where you had to like, and then it, you didn't have enough time. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. It's so good. Anyways, but it's like that. Everyone's convinced that there's like this timer and if they don't find where they fit, it's going to explode. The whole world's going to blow up. And so they try to fit in someone else's spot while that person's getting in their spot. And they're like, yeah. we are now competition. <laughs> like where they could just like turn around because there's spots right over there. Right. Like, and everyone fits. And everyone. Right. And, right. and yeah, so I don't believe competition is a thing at all. And so community over competition. And that's definitely what's changed the most in my life. Mm. Besides like the travel, the fun things, but that's yeah. like, the I love this. This is so powerful. Like honestly. And I just think that it's just like, I can tell that this is something you're so passionate about because it's yeah. just coming through like everywhere. Like it's just like, boom, right? boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Here you go. I was so tired. You asked. I was me. so tired before we came on, and I was like, "Okay, let's do this." Just up like six. Like, time, and then it's like the minute you start asking me, I'm like, "Well, let me tell you." That's how you know when you get energized over things. Yeah, that's how you know. And I used to get super depleted really easily, and 
now I know, like, like I said, the minute yeah. someone, I could be like having the worst day ever, but the minute someone's like, Danielle, tell me about the voice. I'll be like, oh, let me tell you, I got so many things. Like, what do you want to know? <laughs> like, like, that's just kind of, it's just so easy and so flowy. Yeah. And I thought I blamed it for the longest time. I blamed it on my degree, that degree giving me so much knowledge, but it's <laughs> part of what I'm meant to be doing. And that's the thing I convinced myself years ago. This is something that I like have actually never said out loud. The only people who know were like my acting teachers. When I was graduating, I wanted to do a master's in voice. Mm. I was so obsessed, but I didn't want to go and do more education. I didn't want to go and like put my life on hold for a master's degree if I didn't love it because there was like this thing around certain schools. Like when you do a voice or an acting master's, it like breaks you down emotionally and all this stuff. And I'm like, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a better way. And this is the better way. It's like, I didn't need to go further my, maybe one day I will, but I didn't need to go further my education. Just have a small piece of paper when I can change the world now. 100%. And people don't realize, I hear this all the time where people are like, oh, but I should probably go to school or I probably need a certification or I probably need to do this. And so that was so bold of you to be like, no, I can change the world right freaking now. And I already have the skills that I need to actually make this happen. Hello, here I am. And you're like, hello world. (laughs) Hello world. And it was so cool because (laughs) one of the best parts of my voice that I freaking love is like when you start to work on your voice, you like stop caring about anything else because, Mm. and you start loving yourself so much more because you do weird things. Like you stick your tongue out and you do, and like all (laughs) your insecurities are there and you look like an idiot and you have to love yourself and understand your body through the process of looking like an idiot. Yeah. But I remember, and I, I like go to the continue, not continue education things for like, Oh, I need to do this, but for fun. Like I went to a national voice intensive, did like a mini workshop and my old voice teacher was there and she told me that I should come. So I went mm-hmm. and I was, we were sitting in the circle and this is so funny. We're sitting in the circle and we're going around. Why is everyone here? And what is everyone excited for? So everyone's like, I'm really excited for this. And I'm here because I love you guys and all that stuff. And it comes to me and everyone's like, I want to be like louder. I want to be this. I want to do this. And it comes to me and I look at Don and I'm like, of course I'm here for you. I love it. But also I'm so excited to do this work now at this stage in my life because, and I like looked at Don and I'm like, because when I did this in acting, when we worked together, I was just trying to be the best student. I was just trying to get the A plus. I was just trying to fucking impress you. And guess what today, Don? I don't want to impress you. I don't care if you're impressed. And I was like, and it feels <laughs> relieving. And I like told her, I was like, I'm so excited because I actually don't care if anyone in this room thinks I'm cool or anything weird. Like that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing this for me. And I was like, and that's why I'm here today. <laughs> I, I love like, that. So you okay. just like found, you just like, Unleash this inner power that was always within you, yet was maybe yeah. blocked by things that you thought you had to do. Yeah, totally. That and it's amazing. like, and that's, that's why I love, I love the word, word unleash right now because it's just like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I mean, that's the goal fulfillment, stepping into your true purpose, and just literally living, living life as like your most powerful, badass self, you know? Yeah. Um, and being fully expressed and not holding yourself back. And that means in your business, mm-hmm. that means in your relationships, mm-hmm. that means when your mom comes to visit, that means <laughs> everything because it all ties together. Yeah. And it's so funny because I work a lot less with, well, I work with people on like creating courses and all these fun things. 
but I work with people more like, Hmm, wow, you're really uninspired. And all of a sudden you went from being on fire to like really feeling shitty about yourself. Huh? Interesting. That's strange. Did your mother call today? <laughs> like, like, Let's talk yeah. about like other things that are holding you back. And that's the thing is like, I even got into this habit where I wouldn't post um, with swears in it because my dad used to screenshot it and send it to me. Oh no. He'd <laughs> be like, Danielle, this is unprofessional. And so it was so funny because I'd be like, okay, cool. You're not my ideal client, so I don't care. But I, deep down I did care because I was like, oh my God, now I feel like I'm in trouble. Right? So I stopped posting because I felt like I was in trouble. Mm. And the more that I felt like I was in trouble, it was like that kid again that was like, oh my God, well now I can't do anything right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like when you were like eight years old, you're like, oh man, my parents are mad. It's like, I suck, blah, blah, blah. And the, I stopped posting and I stopped being inspired and I stopped doing these things. And then I realized, whoa, I'm holding myself back because I'm scared to get in trouble. Well, you know what? I'm going to post something that says, holy fuck, holy. And if my dad texts me, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just gonna leave it because it's not, like I said, like you can't mess it up. Right. Yeah. And how do you suggest people actually notice these triggers for themselves rather than like, it's so much, sometimes it's so much easier to look at someone's life and be like, oh, that was your trigger. Like I could pin it out in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. like, how do you suggest people finding their own triggers for them not living in, in their fullest potential? This, I'm going to give a physical trigger, an energetic trigger, and then something that you guys should just like look for. Um, so your physical trigger is when does it feel like there is a knot in your throat? Mm-hmm. Like when, and what got you And it might take a second to be like, Whoa, I feel like I'm gonna throw up right now. Like, that's my thing. Some people get a lot of anxiety in their chest. It's really like, um, mm-hmm. where you naturally resonate with your voice. Like some people are like, they resonate in their nose or they resonate mm-hmm. in their chest and like where, where you resonate. I find that's like where you'll feel it the most. Um, so I really resonate in my throat. Yeah. Forward speaking Italian woman. <laughs> I like, yeah, very like forward speaking. And um, it's so like my throat gets really tight. It kind of feels like I'm going to cry and my throat gets really tight. Mm. And I notice like, oh, Caden. And this takes time because think I've been doing this voice work for like five plus years. Right. But, and like now I'm taking the voice work off the stage into my life and into the lives of others, which is like a little bit different. So, now I can recognize like, whoa, like there's a lot of tension in my throat or like, whoa, my chest is really tight or like, whoa, I have like a splitting headache and that's really weird or something like that. Or my mm-hmm. stomach. There was a girl who, um, when I was teaching the voice class at Taylor's retreat, she got really nauseous when we did the voice mm-hmm. work. And I was like, huh, interesting. Like where is, where is the fear? Cause that'll like show you like wherever you're afraid that'll kind of be a really good like physical trigger for you and just like recognize when you feel that. So around certain people, if you feel nauseous around certain like things that people said, just like Mm -hmm. recognize that and just like really being aware of your body, which is an amazing tool. Another thing is like feel when you get small, that's the energy, um, trigger. It's like when you feel like you have gone from this amazing ray of sunshine to this tiny little ant, and you're like, don't squish me. <laughs> like that is a really big one. I find when I go into rooms with like, like so like many amazing, strong women, I turn into this tiny little ant <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like I don't want anyone to squish me with their greatness and I have to pull myself out of it. Right. Um, because I'm like, whoa, like that's, that's an old belief. That's an old trigger. And that's why like fears, limiting beliefs, all this stuff it's in our, in our body and you can journal all day long. And that's really powerful. And I teach that stuff and I love it. But if you don't clear it on a physical level, it's going to keep triggering you. It's like, if I like 
this is aggressive, but if every time you heard like, I like big butts and I cannot lie. And I like punched <laughs> you in the face every time you heard that. Oh, and then like 40 years down the road, <laughs> you were like listening to that song and you're like, wow, I really hate this song. Like your association is so, so strong. And you could be like journaling out, like, I am not afraid of, I like big butts and, and you cannot <laughs> lie. And no matter what, you'll still feel that physical trigger. Mm-hmm. So it's just like really and really being aware of them. And then just, yeah, recognizing when you feel stuck or uninspired, just yeah. ask yourself what you were thinking about or ask yourself who you were around. Cause trust me, like I've been there. I have some friends who I like literally cannot hang out with anymore because when I'm around them, I, it's just like, I get wrong drive right. all inspiration because the conversation is very negative or the conversation is very like, like just bringing me down where when I'm with people who are like, minded like me, it's like, Oh my God. Like, this is a really good example of me and my friend Shelby were running around Disneyland and <laughs> we were like on these rides in Disney world. And I got off and I was like, do you know what this is like? This is like the content cycle. And like, we were just like, <laughs> having these like flashes of inspiration and we were watching the fireworks and she was like, you know what? I should change my whole brand to be like, this. <laughs> it was just like, and we're just running around Disney World. Yeah. And like, those are the people that you need to plug just into as much as physically possible. 100%. And recognize when you, like, are plugging into something that is, is that is filling you up with things that are actually depleting you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really quickly, because I feel like I have to ask this question. I will not forgive myself if I don't, but okay. you just talked about um, needing to find a way to release that through your physical body. So yes. can you go over just like at least one example of how to release that tension? Because I feel like it's sometimes, yeah. yeah, we can recognize the trigger. Sometimes we can't, but we can most always recognize when we have that pressure in our voice and mm-hmm. our chest and where are the anxiety that, that builds our blood boiling or whatever, right? What is like one thing that we can do to release that pressure almost immediately? Oh, it's so good. Are you ready? This is what I've been playing with and it's so juicy and it's so weird. And you know, I love weird things. So let's do it. Um, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing to do is sound. So it's called sounding or like, you know, in yoga class when they like, ohm, everyone ohms mm-hmm. together and they like release it. Um, it's like that, like, huh, like this very like easy breath voice. It's not huh, like that, like pressure in your throat. It's just like releasing on an exhale. It's not yelling. It's not anything. It's just like that, like deep and you can like feel it. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like that, like you just release and it's not holding any tension anywhere in your body while you do it. It's not yelling. You're not screaming. You're just like, so for me, I get a lot of pressure in my throat when I'm like fear. And so what I've literally been doing, and you can do this home alone, whatever you can go like for a run and do this (laughs) and be safe about it. Like, hello guys, wildlife. (laughs) But, um, just like, yeah, just, I guess if you're sounding in the wilderness, like they won't, they'll be afraid of you, but just like, like just let it go. Mm. And so every time I feel this like, like ball of like stuff, cause I'm, I've been working through, um, a really big fear lately that I didn't know I had. And it always comes up and I always feel this tension in my throat. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like in the, in like my bathroom, mm. like, like in the, in the shower doing it. And people might think you're crazy and that's fine. Um, (laughs) But you're like, you're good with it. And it feels so good. If you can't be loud, like say you're in an apartment or you're something. So this is why if you're ever at my retreats, it's like a really good reason to like 
be as loud as physically possible because I always make sure that we're like in a secluded area where right. like you could be loud because what we oftentimes do is like, I know when I lived in roommates with roommates, I felt so, so uncomfortable making any noise or taking up any space. Right. So one thing that you can do to start to release that if you are like living with someone who makes you feel that way, or if you're somewhere where you can't be loud and you are in a situation where it feels like that. Um, if you have a straw, like this sounds super weird. Mm-hmm. You have a straw and you put it in your mouth and you kind of like push against it with your um, lips and you go, mm, like you do the same thing like the ha mama, but like through a straw, it like cuts the sound down. So we used to do that when we auditioned outside rooms. Oh my gosh. That's such a good idea. Almost like a kazoo. Reminds me of a kazoo. Yeah. Yeah. Like a kazoo. Ah. Like, yeah. So it like cuts down the noise, but you still get the release of the breath. And if you want to like feel your release of like how much you had, you can like put your hand at the bottom of the straw and like feel that breath. Cause, and just, it's Mm. taking a deep breath and giving yourself permission to release it. And so that's really what it is. Like all voice work is, if I could explain anything, it's like, taking a breath in and allowing the inspiration in and then releasing all the bullshit. Like that's really mm-hmm. what breath and voice mm-hmm. work is. It's like that's it. It's like allowing space and the more space you create, the more you push out the stuff that doesn't serve you. 100%. And it's like energetically, spiritually, everything. And it's like across all lines and it's so powerful. I love that. Cause yeah, everything is energy and it, like the universe doesn't like space. So that's, I'm so glad that you like brought that up um, mm-hmm. because the universe doesn't like space and it will try to fill all of, it will try to fill the space with anything that they could fill it with, mm-hmm. including negative stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If, if, if that's the easiest thing to grab. So uh, mama, mama, is that how you do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I want to try. Like, it's like, on just your, like, let your know. belly go. Let your belly go. This is a really good, okay, so this is another little t- weird Danny tips for today, okay? <laughs> um, I had a breath teacher, Gail Whitford, and mm-hmm. she is amazeballs. And so she said, like, because we have three chambers of, of breath. We have, like, our chest, and then we have, like, um, our diaphragm kind of area, like, belly. And then you have your back, right? And so what you're supposed to do when you breathe um, is you let the breath come in, and then your lungs fill, and then your diaphragm drops, so your belly releases. And then when your belly releases and your diaphragm drops, your organs all expand, right? Because everything, it leaves room for things. And so every, your, your whole body kind of just like expands, right? And then it contracts and you let things out. Now what we do instead, because we really like it to be really difficult and struggle worthy for us, because we like <laughs> want to earn the badge of honor of being right. struggling. So we take a deep breath. And when we do, we hold everything. So we like, don't let any breath in. And then our lungs are like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> they're just like, stagnant and then your diaphragm doesn't move and nothing moves and you don't let any air in well we were walking around doing breathing and gail said the breath is the inspiration and so when you're holding so tightly and you don't let any inspiration in you don't like any space in you literally cut yourself off from the source of inspiration because you are so scared to just take a deep breath because it's available to you Mm. like it's all available to you which is so good. So obviously I like life coached it up a little, but that's like pretty much fun. <laughs> and it was so, so powerful. And it just like rocked my world. And that's like, when I start with people now, it's like, we start with the lungs and we start with how you like hold your breath physically and stuff like that. And I do like voice readings and then we do like physical things. And then I'm doing another retreat just for one-on-one clients so that you, they can like, I can like physically, this sounds bad, but touch their body so I can feel. Yeah. No, I, 100%, I know right? like, this sounds weird. No, I get it. 
Yeah, there is, yeah. there's something really powerful about being able to touch, but also to be able to like move the body in the way that like, okay, like try this position, right? Or like yeah. feel like push against my hand what, with your breath. Or, I'm sure, you know, it's like 100%. It. Yeah. There's totally power in that. And I feel guess. support when you do right. it. Cause this is the thing is that we do it in these like confined spaces. Everything's online now. So we're so scared to right. be ourselves. Like I'll do these voice exercises in the depths of my dungeon, like in my room and quietly. So no one could hear me where it's something powerful to do it with a group of people who don't care just as much as you don't care. And you can like literally fully express yourself in every way, shape or form. I don't care if you go blah, 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 or make weird faces. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever that is. And when we do, like, because we do releasing tongue work and all this stuff. And, and we do, like, resonators and everything. And we go through chakras. And, like, if you want to cry, cry. I made everyone go sit in their rooms for a timeout and fucking cry. Because I was like, y'all are holding it in. You're confined to your rooms for the next 15 minutes. Cry, journal, throw up, do whatever you need to do. Come back. <laughs> and I was like, you guys, like, you, did, you just need to, like, release it. Like, there's so much. And I could feel it. I was like, you guys, like, you're not letting yourself. So go, go be by yourself and cry, release, do whatever. We were in a massive mansion. So I was like, I will not hear a damn thing that you do. So I'm going to be in the kitchen with Brittany bugging her while she cooks. You guys go yell into pillows. And like, it was whatever that is for you. Yeah. It's so powerful when everyone's on the same team. And so there's just so much depth and so much layers to it. And that's why it's just so potent and amazing. And like, um, Audrey Shore one time told me, she was like, cause I did a voice reading for her and she's like, it's like an activation. And I love that she said that. Cause it's so true. It's like, once you start to do the work, it's an act. It's not like you flipped a switch and you're like, good for the rest of your life. It's like an activation mm -hmm. of who you truly are and it's coming back home. And that is your home. I love that. Well, obviously we could talk all day long, <laughs> all day. Yep. which I already knew. I already knew that about <laughs> us, but I was like, I love that this, I could just, it radiates out of you. Like your excitement is just radiating. And I know that yeah. everybody's going to just hear that on this episode, but Let's just talk about where people can find more about you, find more of you. So it's obviously they're going to be like, give me more, give me more. And we can't be here all day as much as I want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So everyone can find my weirdness at, at Danny Driso, D-A-N-I-D-R-I-U-S-S-O on Instagram and on the face page. And you can just search me up, Danielle Driso, or you can go to DanielleDriso.com. And yeah, you can find me all those things. I have a podcast too from Passion to Paycheck. If you want to listen to it, you are more than welcome to. But yeah, and the place where I'm like hanging out the most right now is Instagram stories. Like it's thebomb.com. So you guys can come watch the weirdness <laughs> of my life there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and just like sharing your expertise. Obviously, like it's so clear that this is, this is it for you. Like this is it. So I just am so honored and blessed to have you on this show. Thank you. Oh, I'm so honored and blessed too. Thank you so much. Oh, love, love, love you. <laughs>
Thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.